0: I am, of course, the real Monty Allen, and I am your crypto nerd. And today we have a special guest, Michael Carpentier. I hope I said that right. So stand <laughs> by for just a minute and we'll get going. All right, Michael, thank you for uh, sitting tight, for waking up early on the West Coast there. And I, I got the last name right, didn't I? You or was did, it close?
1: No, you, you, you got it close. You got, it close. It got all was... sorts of variations on it. So you, you got pretty close.
0: Carpentier, Carpentier. Yeah. Okay, so I appreciate you joining us. Vesta Equity has been on my radar for quite a while. Um, a lot of the Algorand community has been interested in this for quite a while. Anybody who really is interested in blockchain and real estate and how those two worlds are going to merge and and how really it's going to change the way that investors deal with real estate. It's really an exciting time, I think, for for your industry and and mine too. And and how those worlds are going to collide. Um, for the audience who may not be as familiar with what you do and what Vesta Equity does um, or will do, could you give us just a, a brief background, a couple of of minutes, and then um, we yeah, can dive yeah. into some topics. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. so-
1: We we took a look at the whole home equity financing market and said to ourselves, how can you apply blockchain into this space as a use case and essentially unbundle and decentralize the whole process that currently exists? Because if you take a look at it, it hasn't really changed in over 100 years. How you access the equity in your home in the 1950s is exactly the same way you access it in 2021. You have to either sell it or you have to get a loan. And uh, there's a lot of inequities in, in, in that process. The banks are rigidly control the process. They make a substantial amount of money on it. And we said, it's not just about tokenizing home, You know, it's about taking it to that next step. And how do you really create a truly decentralized financial uh, marketplace? So we, we bring investors and homeowners together in what we call the Vesta property marketplace. And that's the point at which they transact. So we put them directly in touch. So if you're a homeowner, You can say, I want to tokenize $100,000 of equity in my home. You take that that equity, you put it onto the marketplace, and then investors look at that and decide, is this home the home I want to invest in? Do I like this neighborhood? Um, Do I like the geography? Do I feel the neighborhood is on the upside in terms of uh, potential appreciation? And then we provide them the tools to transact. So they decide back and forth how much they're gonna pay for the specific token they're buying. And is it gonna be a little below the appraised value or above appraised value? And it really becomes a supply demand issue. And that's what happens in marketplaces. So we're letting real capitalism take hold here and allowing people to determine their own future and how to manage their own wealth by
0: using this platform. Wow, so this this is really, fractionalized ownership. Um, let me ask you, how does blockchain make that process better versus just putting a lien on there or putting together some type of, you know, a conglomerate that went in and purchased, uh, you know, equity, I guess?
1: Well, I think I think blockchain creates the infrastructure from which you can do this. Um, it, and it allows you to automate a lot of the processes that would typically be paper-driven. And you create an immutable record of, the, of that transaction and you know where everything is in the sense that uh, if someone's purchased that token and then sold that token to someone else and so on and so forth, you know where it is in that process. And it enables something like this um, from the perspective of creating the digitization, uh, and I'm dumbing it down, but the digitization of that asset and then allowing a transaction of that asset to, to investors. You wouldn't have been able to do this, uh, you know, even four or five years ago. Um, The technology simply wasn't there and it enables it. And it's one of the reasons why we want to work with the Algorand platform because we felt it was purpose built as a business tool and a business solution for this very type of thing.
0: It really is. Their identity is in large part connected to traditional finance and just bridging the gap between traditional and, and blockchain and, and DeFi specifically. Yeah, exactly. uh, you, you just mentioned something that I didn't realize that the initial investment, um, me as an investor, let's say, or an accredited investor, somebody, somebody could go in and and essentially kind of bid or defi- decide for themselves how much these tokens or the, you know, the tokenization of the home is worth, what their trading value is. Is that right? Not. So that doesn't yeah. happen on the secondary. That happens initially.
1: It happens initially. Um, it can happen on the secondary too, because um, it's basically the the way the process starts. The starting point for the process is there's an official appraised value of the home, and that is the starting point by which the homeowner uh, establishes his benchmark, and then the actual investor can take a look at it. And if you go to our, if you go to our website, you can see that a lot of the UI and in the interface is very familiar. Um, it looks like a real estate site. Um, People get to see what the property looks like. They get to see the inspection report. They get to get an idea of the geography. We also partner with uh, House Canary. We bring in a lot of external data that helps investors and homeowners make decisions about the value of their home. But that initial appraisal sets it. But in any marketplace, you're going to have the dynamics of the homeowner wants cash. The investor has the cash. What deal do they end up striking? I'm assuming that in most markets, um, the homeowner will have to take a little below appraised value because they want to have their cash. And then that gives an extra upside to the investor. That's a normal dynamic that takes place. But you're going to have marketplaces where it's a bubbly, frothy real estate market where investors are going to be anxious to get in because they feel there's going to be a a good short-term upside. And you're going to have that type of investor that goes to the platform, too, where they're flipping their tokens frequently because they're in in it for the short term, then you're gonna have guys who come into this who say, I wanna buy into a solid neighborhood that appreciates 5% year over year. I'm gonna hold that token for 10 years and that's what I wanna do and it's part of my portfolio strategy. So it's really open as to what type of people are gonna be participating and how they're gonna react and how they're gonna play on the marketplace. And it will have a lot to do with that specific market and that specific geography. If you look at a market like uh, Toronto right now in Canada, it's throthy, parts of Florida throthy, and in other markets are not so frothy. Portland is probably not great right now
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> because of all the yeah. things that have gone on in that market and the economy there is a little slow.
0: So You're going to get the cycles, right? The upswings exactly, and downswings.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, we're talking about a global market eventually, right? This just won't be focused on the U.S. We're going to expand out of the U.S. marketplace into North, across North America, into Europe and parts of Southeast Asia as well. So someone essentially in Australia could invest anywhere in the world and someone in the United States could sell their home to people globally. Um, okay. as,
0: as an investment. Well, that, that brings up the topic then. So um, time frame and uh, geographic location, wh- where is this going to be rolled out first and you know who can get involved? Well,
1: we're rolling it out in, in the U.S. first. Um, we're specifically focused on specific areas in terms of our acquisition strategy, markets like California, the Southwest, Texas, and the Northwest, and then expanding out eastward uh, across to the Eastern Seaboard, then up into the Northeast. But essentially... From our perspective, um, at this early stage, we were in conversations with uh, quite a few property owners. They geographically dispersed throughout the US. Uh, We are finding some geographies seem to be more predominant like Florida, Northwest, and California, where we're getting a lot of inbound inquiries on this. Investors, again, um, both in the US and global, um, right now we could uh, onboard an investor in Europe, onboard an investor in Southeast Asia. Um, US investors right now have to be accredited and we are launching, we're doing our launch October 1st and uh, we're actually reaching out to the community right now. We're actually in the process of vetting a number of property owners and investors to come on board as the uh, as the first stage of this uh, platform launch. And uh, they can go to our website, sign up um, at the Let's Connect site and they'll, we'll be reaching out to them to uh, give them more information. There's a bit of a vetting process because in the first stages, we're looking for case studies. We're actually going to be waiving the 3.8% fee that we charge. We're going to be, uh, you know, covering right. the photography costs, the appraisal costs, and
0: all that stuff, and the closing
1: costs for uh, the homeowners on the, on this initial launch. So
0: for, for those folks who want to participate early on, it's really a bargain for them. So that they get to, yep. they get some extra benefits of being, you know, the yep. first ones to kind of get yep. the ball yep. rolling. So yeah. I'm a, I'm in Texas. So if I'm in Texas right now, a homeowner, I could go to this website and, and start that vetting process right now?
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, right now. And for investors, if you're an investor, there's never any charges on our site. Um, investors can go and transact, open an account and there's never any charges for them.
0: Fantastic. Uh, for the replay folks, I'll make sure that I get all those links posted in the uh, the descriptions for you. So if anybody's interested, they could go uh, take a look at that. Um, Michael, I, I do have a question for you. So. How does, from the investor standpoint, how does this different from a traditional um, REIT or there's some other, you know, tokenized housing? But they seem to be like individual projects. I'm not sure if you're familiar with a, a Lofty, and there's an index style project now that's not really necessarily blockchain related, but it's on Republic, who has raised money via the algorithm blockchain.
1: Oh, yeah. There, there's the. the I, I think the fundamental difference is that we're creating a marketplace, right? So um, if you were to take a REIT, a REIT is, a, is an aggregation of, of various properties. So it's securitized, right? So you may have a mall in there. You could have a, a housing development project. Uh, they could be investing. In, I've seen some... Senior living. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Prop, it, I've seen some REITs include PropTech in there as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's an aggregation of all those things into one security. Um, so the way we're looking at this is that you get to build your own portfolio. Essentially, you have 100% transparency and access to what we feel will one day be hundreds of thousands of properties, both income properties, as well as uh, regular properties, non-income properties across the globe. And you can build your own portfolio You own $500 in a property in California, $500 a property in Florida, $500 property in Australia,
0: Europe, and so,
1: on, and so on, and build your own portfolio. It's, it's truly a decentralized platform we're enabling people to completely control and have complete uh sort of like sovereignty over their own wealth and be able to have that decision and make those decisions of where they want to put their money. So that's that's the difference. And there are other tokenization platforms and solutions out there that, you know, there's big commercial properties that are being tokenized and people are getting ownership in those properties as well. I love that. I think it's great. Um anything that's out there that's gonna sort of to unbundle the current financial infrastructure that exists globally. I think it's fantastic, so I'm applauding these guys, mm-hmm. um, and I'd like to see the Lofties and those other guys come up as well because we're the new guys on the block as a new breed of entrepreneurs and innovators that are going to be changing the whole space. And I think uh, I think it's fantastic to see these guys using these technologies. And the space is big enough for a lot of competitors. And um, if I were the banks, I'd be the banks that I'd be I'd be nervous because they're the ones that are going to be getting. You know, right. all from all fronts
0: right now. So for, from my perspective, I don't look at a, you know, a, a lofty versus an, a Vesta equity. I, I don't see that, that 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 you know, that competition. What I yeah. see is blockchain versus the banks, DeFi exactly. versus traditional finance. And exactly. that, I think, is the bigger picture. And you're right. Um, you know, rising waters uh, float all ships. So I, I think there's more yeah. than enough for, for every all the players who are here now. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: There's 98 trillion dollars of residential assets in the United States.
0: And the U.S. alone. And, and you're also talking about, uh, you know, international. So yeah, it's massive. <laughs> so there's plenty of room. A yeah. um, uh, quick question for you. So there is a um, uh, like tokenomics. Is this an, an ASA? Is this an NFT? How does the actual tokenization of a property work? Just And not to get too technical, but just give us some, some generalities maybe.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the, we use the Algorand ASA tokenization standard, um, and it is going to be an, an, an NFT, a non-fungible mm-hmm. token. Um, so the process is, from a user's perspective, homeowner's perspective, we've made this as simple and as easy to use as possible. It's a point-and-click environment on our website when we launch. And the reason we did that, you don't care how your phone works, you don't care how 5G works, you don't care how the camera works, you just know it works. And that's exactly the approach we've taken with our with our product, because we want people to feel comfortable. We don't want them to be overwhelmed with technology. Um, and it will be a point-and-click environment. Wallet creation, everything is a point-and-click environment. Seamlessly easy to open up your account and they'll point-and-click and they'll tokenize their home. And uh, the data will appear in their wallet and it'll show that their home is tokenized and that the asset's sitting in their wallet as a token NFT, tokenized asset. Wow.
0: Yeah, okay. So, I mean, legally, is this a, a lien on the property? Is this a, a specific dollar amount that the lien is? Or does somebody own a percentage of equity as the house fluctuates in value, your investment changes? Use a deed of trust as the uh, legal mechanism.
1: And uh, that's the actual element that gets tokenized, that deed of trust. Mm-hmm. That's the paper. And uh, that's how it works, essentially. So essentially, we do that to protect the investors as well. Mm-hmm. And we, we as the uh, as the uh, sort of the holder of the deed of trust, for lack of a better word, uh, are are able to ensure that the you know the insurance paid, taxes are paid. Same thing you have to do with a mortgage. You're mm-hmm. still responsible for those things as the homeowner. And um, you know if anyone tries to do, we've always got the exception rule. If anyone tries to do anything nefarious with the property, obviously we, we can step in at that point in time and, and take action to protect the investor's rights. Mm -hmm. Um, investors have to have certain guarantees um, but obviously at the end of the day the market will will drive price um, in terms of appreciation or in some cases i'm sure there could be some downsides in terms of values of homes and Mm -hmm. your strategy as an investor a unit for the long term or short term
0: wow so Um, this scenario hadn't come across my, my, my mind yet, but if there is somebody out there who has a free and clear property and they wanted to tokenize their home. And so the only deed of trust against it would be, you know, Vesta equities or, you know, these investors, I guess, in essence, and if they didn't pay their property taxes, uncle Sam or the state or whoever would come in, um, then Vesta would, is prepared to prevent a foreclosure type situation or, 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 or handle that type of a a scenario.
1: Absolutely. We have a whole series of steps we can take to help the, uh the uh, homeowner if there is an issue, but ultimately mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if that if push comes to shove, obviously we'd have to foreclose on the property to protect the investor's rights at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Now when this deed of trust goes in place, so I don't think, I'm not an attorney, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that would trigger a taxable event um, because it's it, it, not like you haven't sold your house for you know, capital gains or that sort of thing.
1: No, there's the, the same mechanisms for capital gains that come into play when the house is actually, the whole house is actually sold. Okay. At that point in time. Um, So no, there's no immediate capital gains. Now, the token holders, obviously, if they're selling their tokens for profit, are obviously responsible for their capital gains on those tokens.
0: Sure, sure. Okay, got it. And uh, there is a secondary market that you are facilitating for for these transactions, or will these be able to be traded on, you know, uh, like an algo dex or some other, you know, site? Well,
1: the the goal is um, first step provide our our secondary marketplace, the long-term goals that these tokens
0: can be traded anywhere. Mm -hmm. So they're they're NFTs, I think you said, uh, initially, right? So somebody like a a Yieldly, for instance, or I think AlgoDex is actually working on an NFT marketplace. There is a possibility that they could also end up there. I mean, there's no no restrictions, right?
1: Yeah, I think that part of the market still needs to mature and there still needs to be a little more thought put into it. But yeah, exactly. That's the long-term goal for us.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, now it's accredited investors only in the US, you mentioned earlier. Um, is there any plans to um, open that up to non accredited investors?
1: Absolutely. Um, we decided to launch first of accredited investors because, from a regulatory perspective and to test the waters of everything, it made a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, we intend to open this up to retail investors.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, let's say, you know, two years from now, five years from now, uh, do you think that this will, will, is this a paradigm shift moment? Is, is this model going to take over? Is this just going to be uh, homeowners who want a quick buck? They used to take a home equity line of credit or is this going to replace first lien mortgages in in a bigger sense?
1: It has the, it, in my opinion, it has the potential. It has to it has the potential too to change what we consider to be home ownership as well because technically speaking, someone who retains a percentage of their home with the residential rights could turn around and sell that to someone else. Mm-hmm. And- think about that, that could suddenly bring down the entry point to own a home. And uh, it changes the dynamics of what we're typically typically considered to be a home ownership scenario. You don't have to go out now and get a whole mortgage. You don't have to be burdened by monthly payments. You don't have to have the risks of uh, you know, other penalties if you decide to exit quickly out of the mortgage. It's a very different dynamic. So it, it actually could allow people to actually own homes. We hear a lot now in the news about You'll, you'll be happy renting, right? We're telling a whole generation of millennials and general Zers, big, big chunks of our current population, right. you won't own a home, you'll be happy renting everything for the rest of your life. Yeah, Who owns that asset at the end of the day? Someone owns that asset and someone's benefiting from the wealth creation of that asset. So why not create a dynamic where people could actually enter the home market and actually own a percentage of a home and start building wealth as opposed to sticking them into this paradigm where they're constantly renting and never building wealth? So yeah, I do think it's got the potential to change that dynamic in that space significantly. Um, I do feel blockchain is a revolutionary technology um, and is probably the type of technology that industry has been waiting for for a long time. Because if you look at the financial services industry, they've leveraged technology to automate things and to make things faster and to create economies of scale for the banks. But not much has really been done for the consumer. And this is the first technology that could actually do something
0: for the consumer and investors, Wow, so if I'm a homeowner, could I choose how much of my house is tokenized, and then do I have to immediately release all of those tokens, or can I sort of meter them out Let's say I have plans to make an addition, and I need ten thousand for the pool now and I need twenty thousand for the pool house later can i can I you know oh yeah meter that out
1: you can, you can meter it out you can do what you want if you have a you know a three hundred thousand dollars home, and you want to access one hundred thousand dollars. You tokenize one hundred thousand dollars. You don't have to sell it all away. You just you can do ten grand, fifty grand, thirty grand, forty grand. Do do
0: it as as you wish. Wow. Okay. Um, that's that's amazing because as I do home improvements, my mind is thinking my house actually improves in value, so I may have more <laughs> equity to to yeah. sort of tap in this way. Um yeah. we've got a, a commenter who, who asked the question here. We, we've got a few minutes here, so we can get to that, I think. Um, so Alfio wants to know, hey, what about homeowners who are working with new construction? Is it possible to pre-sell? Is that on the roadmap at all? Or would I have to wait until the, the construction is done? Um, any plans for that? Or? It's on the roadmap. Um, obviously,
1: that's a, a market we want to take a look at. So could
0: very well eliminate or replace something like a reverse mortgage. Has that market been tapped or have you looked at that? Well, they're they're in our sights. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: it's, it's, it's one of the markets that's probably got the most inequities. They, you know, it's an aggressive market. They target older citizens who require capital for whatever whatever reasons, and the terms are very very aggressive. They foreclose on the smallest things, yeah. and at the end of the day, it's not a great deal for the homeowner. So yeah, they're right in our sights, and it's a very fragmented market. There's about 300 uh, reverse mortgage companies in the states. So you got a lot of localized businesses, as well as a few national shops, but mm-hmm. they're right in our sights, yeah.
0: They're yeah, first- and they, they have a history of, uh, or perception anyway, of being, you know, somewhat predatory, and those yeah. loans in general just don't have a good reputation. So I could see yeah. something yeah. like this um, um, replacing that, and, and being better for everyone involved, better for the investor, yeah. being better for the, the the client and homeowner as well. Yeah, exactly, all right. <laughs> uh, we've, got to, we've got to wrap things up here. I, I wish we had more time. We're going to have to do this again. But I want to give you a, a, a one last, um, you know, the, the last word here, so to speak. Anything else you want to get out to the, the Algorand community, the family in general um, about Vesta Equity and, you know, what's coming next?
1: Well, I mean, we're what we're really doing is we're really appreciating the support we're getting from everyone in the Algorand community. And, you know, again, that launch to us is really, really critical. And the more properties we can get on, the more people we can vet for October 1st would be great. So go to our website, uh, click the Let's Connect button, fill out the form there, uh, and we'll be in touch with you. We actually have lots of conversations with a lot of people that are signing up on our, on our on our website to talk to them, get their insights, get what they want to do had some great inspira- inspiring uh, stories from people how they want to use the platform and both income properties and non-income properties is what we're looking for and investors
0: as well. Wow. Fantastic. Michael, it's been a pleasure. I will post all of those links in the description here. Um, that's all the time we have. Um, we're going to have to have you back on when you can you can speak a little freer because I can tell there's some things reading between the lines that, are, that you're working on. You just can't yeah. mention yet. So when that happens- to, Definitely. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks everyone for watching. Stay tuned next time. And uh, stay safe out there. Thank you.